Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Thursday. Welcome here to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, we are with you here each and every week for headlines as we get you ready for the game as uh, it is the game in college football, arguably one of the uh, be one of the most watched games in the country, Nebraska, Colorado. And that takes us, Steve Sipple, to our first headline here on Husker Island Headlines. Uh, the nation's eyes will be on Boulder, Colorado. It sure looks that way. As you look last week, Colorado drew almost seven and a half million viewers. Um, and that was game one of the prime era. And I think now heading into week two, people are even more captivated on top of the Nebraska ratings boost you always get with a Nebraska game. Uh, this game has a chance to draw over 10 million viewers and be the most watched Nebraska football game on television since the Indomitian Sioux Big 12 championship game in 2009. Big time. I mean, Sean, I think what's going on here. I mean, the Matt Rule era starts with a road game against a Big Ten foe, followed by this. I mean, he didn't ease into anything. Nebraska is not exactly easy, easing into this season. I mean, this is hardcore stuff. I mean, first of all, is it? Can I say that Nebraska needs a win here? Does it sound strange to you to say that? I mean, it, it it just you hate to say it, but the season, if they don't win this game, it's just going to feel like at a loss already. It's going to feel like you're in this hole that you're never going to get out of. Let me. OK, <laughs> let me do this. Let me try to make it sound like we're rational human beings. This is what this is. This will legitimize that. Notion that sort of sentiment that Nebraska is not okay. It's a young roster. It's not a young lineup. Nebraska has nine upperclassmen on offense and eight in the starting lineup in the offensive starting lineup, nine upperclassmen, six. I think it's six juniors and three seniors on, on defense. It's eight upperclassmen, five and three. It's a veteran team. It's a veteran team that, that made clear to rule right away this we want to win now okay the, the, we want to get to a bowl these veteran players haven't gone to a bowl game you go 0 and 2 you got to win 6 of your last 10 that's the rational explanation for urgency i think right well yeah and, and if you lose one non conference game that means you've got to win at least four big 10 games to go to a bowl and you know, winning four or five or six Big Ten games is really hard to do. It is. So it gets back to what you said here. The nation's eyes are on Boulder. That's you know, that's a lot about Prime, about Deion Sanders. But the Nebraska side of it is really fascinating. I mean, I'm Sean. I'm wildly interested in what's going on right now. This is, I mean, part of it's just the, the I guess, the nature of starting a season with two you know, with two tough games, it, it makes, it ramps up the excitement. It ramps up the intensity and it ramps up the urgency. Now, if, if you're easy, if you want to ease into a season, that's one way to do it. Just play Northern Illinois, play Louisiana tech back to back. You won't get the excitement though. Yeah. What would you, I mean, so do you think though, in a case like Matt rule, would it have made sense? I mean, wouldn't you love to have Michigan's schedule and, yeah. I, I feel like okay. meaning East Carolina, UNLV, and who's the other one? I mean, they play like Bowling whole, Green or yeah, something. Somebody yeah. not very no 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 Power Five right, teams. Right. Where I feel like Nebraska, you know, the Big Ten has this great television deal. The problem is they need inventory every week. They can't have bad inventory in September. So Nebraska is a 
per- perfect example of a team that hey let's let's open a year up with Nebraska in, in these early slots yeah and it gives us a rating but we we preserve Michigan we preserve Ohio State mm-hmm. and Penn State mm-hmm. for later it, we, like I mean it, I mean it's it's part of this formula like that gen- it's going to guarantee great ratings for this conference and in this case it's it's a Pac-12 game but it's Fox right and so the it's the Big Ten um, that gets this game but Fox has played this oh, perfectly. Oh God! They got seven and a half last week with Deion Sanders. Then they're going to get this game yep. over ten. You ten? So you're saying ten million viewers I should get? I mean, there's a thought that this game, which is just crazy, could get more viewers than uh, Alabama, Texas, right? Which in what world does that make sense? But well, in the Dion world, when you bring in kind of this Kardashian right. reality TV show element. You know, I was in my my workout class this morning, and, and there are women like that don't really follow football, but they're interested because they want to watch Deion Sanders. <laughs> well, and, that's the thing. And not only is it Deion Sanders, it's wait a second, they're ranked. Wait a second, they weren't supposed to beat TCU. Wait a second, they weren't supposed to look like that. They look good. So now, so that that changed the discussion too. And Nebraska, I mean, obviously is playing second fiddle, right? I mean, they're they're the secondary act in this show, but they're still pretty good, and they're a draw. They're a huge draw, as you've mentioned. So, Sean, it, I would just tell you this: it can't get that much more interesting. I'm it, just curious, like how early it's going to start there. Like, what do you mean the partying and oh, the, the pre-gaming? Partying, yeah, like, will it just basically go all night into the game, and then after the game, people go crash, or will it just kind of begin at about six, seven? I mean. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get up early. Like I've already said, like, Hey, we're not messing around. Like, first of all, I got to be on channel seven at eight. Um, so 8am, 8am mountain time, the games at 10, but we've played games out there. Nebraska's played games out there at 10 before, I think at least three times. Mm-hmm. Um, the Oh five game, I would say the seven game and the nine game were all, all at 10am. So this is not new. Uh, those are on black Friday though. Right. And, and we've been told, you've been told we have to show up and park two miles away and there's a shuttle there's a shuttle and, and, and at the press box is packed and the, you know the last time we were there you got really good parking i mean you parked like oh we parked like i mean it was like a block from the stadium right and the press box had room i mean right. we're anticipating and, and let's be clear like there was a time when we covered nebraska football where the press boxes would be jam-packed when nebraska was a perennial power and there'd be like stools behind you Mm-hmm. like bar stools because it'd be so crowded so crowded and that was before like wi-fi and people didn't have laptops you know right. you just had a notebook or whatever um this press box is going to be like that yeah it is it's going to be jammed the stadium's going to be jammed and it should be a good game i mean it it really and it's a fast i can't i i, I know i overuse that word but man it just can't get that much more interesting and it's almost like it would be nice to have a week off after this, maybe, because this has been a lot. I'm tied two road trips in a row to start the year mm-hmm. on top of finishing the book I've been working on. I mean, it's been, it's well. been a long, it's been a long summer. Well, I just frame it up this way: these two games are they're both really intense. That and, and there's a lesson there. I mean, do you do you want to start it that way? I think there's a lot of pros to doing it. It's exciting as long as you win. <laughs> well, yeah, win would really help. Right. There's some pushback though of like us talking too much about Dion, but that's it's a story. It's like well, we, legit. So far, so good on this podcast. We haven't overdone it, um, but sure, people are sick of the praise. All I'm saying is they looked a lot better against TCU than I thought they would. They, I don't know if they looked like a top 25 team. They're rated 22nd. They're. I mean, you were throwing out some stats off air. Yeah, Sugarland. I mean, uh, Sugarland, one of our great subscribers yeah. on Husker Online, shared some stats on their defense to me in, in a message here on Husker Online today. Uh, they gave up 7.1 yards per carry, right? F- 541 total yards. But this one gets your attention. In that game, on 42 passing attempts, Colorado had no sacks, Steve Sipple. They had no tackles for loss and just two quarterback hurries. Mm-hmm. Good. That's I mean, good. It's a good sign for Nebraska. That's a great matchup for this offensive line in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're not going to have to worry about. Okay, like 
remember when they played Oklahoma and they had that was it Nico Ragoni or <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. They fired a guy off the edge a lot. Now be careful with that discussion because Colorado is they have pretty good players on the edge of their defense. But they didn't they, they got they didn't do it against TCU. 40, yeah. yeah, they didn't get anything. Right. So they're I mean they came into the season thinking those edge guys are formidable. That that that's a strength of the team. It didn't it didn't materialize against TCU. They came into the game thinking their perimeter players on offense are a strength. That did materialize against TCU. But I, Sean, just I, I'm just going to go back to what I s- said. They're better than I expected, mostly in that they're disciplined. They only had six penalties against TCU. That's pretty good for 35 yards. Six penalties, 35 yards, one turnover. I was I was pretty amazed by how clean they were. And then when you add on the fact they might have the best player in the country or one of them in Travis Hunter and just good skill in general, Dylan Edwards, Jimmy Horn, Xavier Weaver, those guys are good players, Sean. Really good. Now, Miles Slusher, one of their best defenders on the back end, is out. He's a safety. Okay. And he made the game-saving tackle on fourth and nine with 55 seconds remaining in that win over TCU. He's out. So that's big. big I mean, there's going to be – I'll say this now. Nebraska's offense will have a lot of big plays in this game. Can they finish the drives, though? Oh, that's big. They're going to – from the 20 to the 20, they're going to get plays. Well, But can they stick it in? Both sides, that's huge. If you can hold Colorado, if you can limit them to field goals, that helps you a lot. And it's the same. You're, you're right. If you're kicking field goals, if you're Nebraska kicking field goals, it's not good. That, that's a big. That's a big part of the game is the red zone. There's no doubt about that. Sean. All right. Before we get to headline number two, uh, this show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. I'm very excited to announce our new partnership with Underdog Fantasy. We decided to partner with Underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Underdog Fantasy has a lot to offer, including their Pick'em game and Pick'em. You pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's games for a chance to win big. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can go 20 times your money by going five for five. They also have uh, a best ball mania. If you think you know football, you've got to check this one out. This year's Best Ball Mania had over $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, with the winner taking home $3 million. So sign up with promo code HUSKER and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with my promo code HUSKER to get your first deposit doubled for up to $100. You must be 18 or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us all right let's take it to headline number two okay all eyes are going to be now on quarterback jeff sims as well will jeff sims steve sipple be able to rebound from that three interception performance and what kind of rope will he have this week if he continues to make the same mistakes what kind of leash leash (laughs) you put your dog on a rope (laughs) i just did Leash is a bad. Uh... <laughs> no, it, it ropes actually okay. Uh, that's a. I mean, Sean, think about the nature of these discussions. Again, I emphasize this is game two, game two of the rule era, game two of Jeff Sims at Nebraska, and and I, it's a legitimate question. I'm not criticizing the question. What kind of leash does he have? I've talked to guys that say you can't win with him. I think that's way I think that's premature. But what if he does come out and throws a touchdown pass and two picks? 
and his ratio coming out of the gate is two touchdown passes, five interceptions. I he's he's trying to put behind him what he did at Georgia Tech. If he doesn't do it in the first two games, and you start to wonder, is that just who he is? Right now, Sean, I've said this stat way too much this week, but it's a critical stat. Right now, for his career at Georgia Tech in one game at Nebraska, he's 31 touchdown passes and 26 picks. 31-26 is not the ratio anybody's after, okay? So you want to see Sims prove what he has said and what his coaches have said, and that is he's going to be a different quarterback here. It's He's he's going to raise his completion percentage, which at Georgia Tech was 57.5, and he's going to cut down on turnovers. We got to see it. And, and the last thing I'll say, Sean, Colorado knows what's coming. They know Nebraska is going to try to power the power, powered at him at the running game. They Colorado knows that. Those guys are going to be counseled on that all week. They are going to try to make Sims beat them. Can he do it? And it's funny, like if Nebraska was in this game under Scott Frost, they probably wouldn't have played with this style of offense. It would have been a little bit more spread out. Spread it. It would have been, I mean, pretty similar attacks. I think so. Frost wanted to run it. The thing you said earlier this week that made the most sense to me was if you're looking for a game that would be a comp and one that and one that would make sense for Nebraska to use that style is the Oklahoma game in 2021. 23-16, it was the only time Lincoln Riley had been held under 30 points. The teams combined in the first quarter for three possessions. Nebraska had one possession in the first quarter. Oklahoma had two. I think that's the kind of game you want if you're Nebraska. No, I don't think that. I know that. That's the kind of game you want. It was seven to three at halftime. Right. That's the kind of game you want. If you're seven to three at halftime against Colorado, you're winning. Well, and they're going to get upset and, you know, they're going to get aggressive and take, they're going to get frustrated with that kind of game. And I think if you're Nebraska, you come in just full Big Ten. I mean, 100 sweatshirts, bumper stickers. Tight ends, fullbacks, yeah, put, and put just some, put some neck braces on. We're, we're, neck I mean, on. we're going 1987 Ohio State, Michigan, and I mean, and they are. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Teddy Prohaska comes in as an extra tight end. I mean, I, I think Rule will will just go so heavy because I mean, Colorado's best defensive lineman, Steve Sipple, is from Dartmouth. <laughs> Let's not. I'm not this. trying to trash her, but do you think at Dartmouth a year ago? He saw like that kind of look. No, Nebraska's got a big. It, it, let's see it though. I mean, Nebraska's got a big veteran offensive line, and their strength should be run blocking. And let's see it. I mean, let's see that. And let's see. Let's see Barrett Liebentritt put a neck roll on him just for effect. <laughs> just for effect. Just eye paint neck roll. <laughs> put a neck roll on him. Make him look like Schlesinger. I. I you're one hundred percent right. Let's see a Big Ten team. Let's see a Big Ten team. Let's see what Big Ten looks like against Big 12, a real Big Ten team. They're that's not Big 12 yet. Yeah, well, no, that's true. It's kind of confusing, though. You, yeah. know, you, you want to call them Big 12 already again because yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, Next year. But this is kind of the lame duck year of the Pac-12, which, by the way, the Pac-12 <laughs> went undefeated in week one. Yeah, I know, 13-0. One thing I, I also want to say about Sims. And, and this is, I've come around on this and we talk so much. I don't even remember what I say half the time, but if I've said that you need to put him on a pitch count in terms of carries, forget that erase it, just run him as much as you have to, Yeah, especially think, in this game. I think that's overrated pitch count because he had, okay. They called 12 design runs for him and then Against there were, and then there were scrambles and the dumbest thing about college football stats is they count sacks in the rush total. It's really like, why Why haven't we figured this out? Right. I mean, the NFL's figured it out. Right. Like, when you look at the rushing total of a game, sack yardage should not be included right. in the rushing game. Right. Period. Right. And so, like, Sims had two scrambles, and he had 12 design runs. I mean, that was his real true rushing load in that game. 12 design runs for 101 yards. That's effective. So run him, hey, run what run him 18 times and get him 104. If he runs 18 times for 140 yards, <laughs> you feel pretty good, right? And you like that. I like the comment from Marcus Satterfield this week. He goes, This is gonna be a series of body blows. 
and early on they may not get much but by the end of the game we want these to break well and the other thing about satterfield is you can tell and i noticed this before the season in august he likes sims running the ball he got excited yesterday on on wednesday when he talked about how how well Sims went into contact. He ran a counter play, he said, against Minnesota and, and went and, and ripped into two defenders and powered forward. And he and what did Satterfield say? He, he, he said it just sounded different. Like, I mean, he's 6'4", 225. He runs like a tailback. Use him. I get it. I know what people are saying. Sip, you're going to get him hurt. I'm not saying to be unreasonable about it, but also don't, don't hesitate, especially in a game like this that you need to win. I know, I, I know, I, I think you, at some point, somebody's going to say, You sound crazy. Why do they need to win? Well, I, they need to win. I mean, because there's such a microscope on this place that, you know, just the whole tenor of the whole place changes. And, it, it, and that affects the players. Don't, you can't tell me it doesn't. Well, especially these older guys that want it so bad. I don't want for Luke Reimer. To start zero and two, I don't want no. for Nick Henrich to start zero and two. I don't want for for that entire offensive line to start zero and two. You know, I did, I mean, I'm I, when I say this, it's some of it. I don't want to sound like a homer, but those guys have paid. I mean, it's really been a rough there, ride. There was a moment when you know when they beat Northwestern in 2021, and that like where they just looked unreal, and then they played Michigan the next week. I mean, that was probably like the best, one of the best era parts of the scott frost era the northwestern michigan back that little combo yeah. and matt abdomase the old basketball assistant comes up to me he's like god they beat northwestern i mean this you would think that they won the national title i mean like i know people were just so hopeful like they, they we and need then michigan and then michigan came and they almost beat michigan and they damn near beat them in the second half i mean the second half frost called a, a, a perfect game offensively almost um the game plan was right and they yeah, and then there's that crushing result that we've been so used to. So the fan base is really hungry, and I respect that. But more more important to me is those guys that are playing, these veteran players, than Newsom. I mean, I don't want to name them all. But I mean, think about the price these guys have paid. Uh, Ty Robinson. Ty Robinson. Yeah, all these guys. I'm not feeling sorry for them. You just kind of at some point want to see them have some success, real success. This would be real success, beating a top 25 team on their home field. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, before we get on our next headline, this show and segment brought to you by CHI Health. Uh, you know, it's really important to have a great relationship with your primary care provider. Uh, it helps you stay on top of everything. Uh, I go in annually to my local CHI on 40th and Yankee Hill to see Dr. Johnson, get my blood checked. Uh, just get all the numbers done every year. Um, it, it just it is important. And, you know, they make it easy at CHI now. A beautiful new clinic here in Lincoln on 40th and Yankee Hill Road. Um, and if you you know if you're not feeling well, they've got uh, a priority care program that operates uh, seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. That includes Sunday. You can just walk in. They have a pharmacy as well on site if you need prescriptions. Um, it's a really really nice facility with tons of services. They can get X-rays done there. They have other specialists and uh, great people that you can consult with. Uh, that's CHI Health. Um, if you don't have a primary care provider, um, go check it out. I, I see Dr. Johnson over there, and they've got a lot of other great doctors in that building over there on 40th and Yankee Hill Road here in Lincoln and many others across our, our listening area. Uh, visit them at chihealth.com slash Yankee Hill. Um, that's their new, brand new Lincoln location. Thanks again to CHI Health Clinic here uh, for being a sponsor of the Husker Online Show and Husker Online Headlines. All right, headline number three, Steve Sipple. Nebraska's defense faces a much stiffer challenge this week when they take on the fun and gun of Sean Lewis's offense that had four 100-yard receivers. I mean, think about this. 
Shador Sanders, in his very first game as a Colorado Buffalo, broke the school record for passing yards in the history of the game of Power 5 football. Like, how many times has that ever happened? Uh, well, not much. I mean, he threw for 510 yards, completed 38 of 47. Now, this is a good one. I mean, I didn't – again, Sean, uh, people are tired of us heaping praise on these guys, but – Shadur Sanders, I didn't know exactly what to expect. He came from Jackson State. He was a four-star recruit. Now, his numbers at Jackson State were excellent. He was a 70% passer at Jackson State. He can, he uh, threw for almost 4,000 yards. 3,000. It was 3,752. He threw 40 touchdowns against only six picks. So he had the numbers at Jackson State. Still, you don't know how that will translate. But what we saw is it translated really well helped by the fact that he is throwing to premier receivers, not just Travis Hunter, Jimmy Horn, excellent. Xavier Weaver, excellent. You get Dylan Edwards out of the backfield, excellent. He benefits from that. And I, he got pretty good protection. Yeah, his uh, pocket presence and awareness, Yeah, I mean, that, that was elite for game one. It was. Uh, but just the tackling, I think, I think that is the biggest thing to watch for Nebraska – Will they tackle in space? They mm -hmm. did great last week, mm -hmm. and That's don't big. don't sell Minnesota's receivers short. No, I mean, I it's don't. it's it's a very good group, and they have an NFL tight end, mm -hmm. and and Nebraska held up. I mean, they right. they did held a great up. job, and you know they've practiced this week with a lot of physicality, a lot of tackling. I mean, rule knows Tuesday, Wednesday is how you get ready for Saturday. Oh, absolutely, and they and you and you've said that they really get after it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, right? And you could see. A couple people pointed it out that rules his he's emphatic. He emphasizes tackling, and he they hit more now than they did under Scott. I think that's safe to say, right? You have you have you definitely they're hitting more, and more guys are practicing, which is something we've stressed for a long time. And I thought against Minnesota, it showed up. They they're physical tackling team. They weren't the opener. And the other th the, the thing that you always look for, and you saw it, was guys rallying to the ball. They had hats there all the time. I mean, how do you – hey, Sean, you know one tried and true way to prevent big plays is have multiple guys at the ball. One guy doesn't get him, the next guy Like, done. what I want to see Saturday is when they throw those little short bubble screens. Right. Somebody just get up there and stick them. And then like three or four other guys right. just come running in, jumping on them like lions. I mean, that, that's what you, you – you get the visual I'm going for here? <laughs> yes, where you just see like Isaac yeah. Gifford yeah. fly in yeah. and then oh, John yeah. Bullock comes in with oh, a yeah. punch. And they have I mean, guys. I, I want to see that the entire game. Mm -hmm. Saying, yeah, you can throw this little bubble screen stuff at us, but every time we're going to hit you. Yeah, it might even throw in a rope somewhere. But they, right. <laughs> and I want to see Travis Hunter get tested. I want to see them, you know, if he's going to play 130 plays in that altitude, mm -hmm. um, you know, make him pay the price. Oh, 100. No, I'm with you on all of that, and, and, and particularly tackling, tackling in space and tackling in general. Um, I think Nebraska will do well at stopping a run. I don't think Colorado will run the ball in a physical way. I they have a pretty good running back, and I think his name is Siphon Wilkerson. He's good, but that's not going to be the issue. Uh, it shouldn't be the issue. The issue will be perimeter passing and downfield passing. Their run game is short passes, yeah, largely, and th and then they're going to take those shots, ten shots probably. They always try to take ten shots downfield in that air raid type offense. So that's big. You got to you can't give up two or three long ones. But if you stop their run. You can keep safeties back, mm -hmm. and that's key because yeah. you don't you don't want to be in a situation where those safeties aren't helping. Because you know if if they get a way to free up somebody like Lewis deep, and there's no safety, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're right. So I feel pretty good about Nebraska's defense, uh, and, and in some ways, I feel really good about it. I think it, they're really they're veteran and they're really hungry, and they have talent, especially on the back end. I mean, that's a, it's in that sense, it's a pretty good matchup because your strength is your back end on Nebraska. That's a good bunch of guys. Tony White, I mean, for his debut, I mean, if they would have oh, won God. that game. Oh, God. Really good debut. We'd be talking about him like it was Bo Pelini in right. 03. Yep. Yeah, and they should have won. You know, they. I would have liked to have seen them maybe get home a couple more times on sacks 
and and obviously forced more than one turnover. That and they didn't close it down late. I mean, Minnesota was able to put together those drives late, and they were almost kind of shell shocked. I think with the way the offense unraveled. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you give them grace for that. You do give them grace for for being in that situation where. I mean, come on, we were in the press box and we were like, oh, Nebraska's going to close this out. And you thought that and you thought that until, oh, God, what's going on? You know? Yeah. As it turned into the fourth quarter, you know, the end of the third, Nebraska, when they kicked the field goal, I mean, they, they legitimately could have scored a touchdown on that drive. Right. And then gone up 14 to three. Game's right. over at that yeah. point. It's over. Right. You felt really good about it until you didn't. <sighs> and, and that, you know, like, Nebraska is the most you hear it like people say they're the most unlucky team out there. But uh, they got to get off that. I mean, no. rules just got to get rid of that. No, I'm not. I, they weren't unlucky. You do hear this a lot from coaches, and this is this first game for Nebraska was a classic example of most games are lost, not won. Do you understand that? Most games are lo lost. Don't lose it. Win it. Go win it. All right. Before we get to headline number four. Um, this show and segment is brought to you by BetterHelp. You ever find that just you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking, do your thoughts just start racing before bed or at inappropriate moments? It's it's turn uh, it turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is talk through it. Therapy gives you a place to do that, so you can get out of your negative thought cycle and find some mental and emotional peace. Uh, it's busy right now. I got everyone. We're trying to travel, uh, go to these games, got activities, uh, a lot on your mind. Um, and sometimes just talking to someone is all you need uh, to get you through some of those tough days. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself, something most of us are trying to achieve. If you are starting uh, to think about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Husker today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Husker. Okay, headline number four. Steve Sipple. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup with these wide receivers for Nebraska. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda out for the season. Headline number four, Huskers will turn to some young wideouts on this big stage. And we saw Jalen Lloyd, you know, get the ball on a key third down reverse, played a little bit. Malachi Coleman saw a snap or two. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to think the starting three, we know who it's going to be. Billy Kemp, Alex Bullock, and Marcus Washington. After that, though, you know, guys like Jalen Lloyd and, and Matt Rule today on Thursday even said uh, Joshua Fleeks uh, could find himself in that mix as well. Well, I feel really good about – well, as let's put it this way. As long as Marcus Washington's part of the equation, I feel better. Not, not having him in the first half I thought was glaring. And then in the second half, he made his presence known immediately. Washington's critical. I believe that Washington's their best receiver. They got to get Kemp going, obviously. Billy Kemp. They got to get him going. And Bullock's a a, a gamer. He's going to be there. He's he he'll be there when you need him. But yeah, what do you do? Are these young kids ready? Satterfield talked about it yesterday. The first issue is they got to know what they're doing, Sean. They got to know what they're doing. That's easier for some kids than others, and it varies. I think Lloyd showed right away he knows what he's doing. You're familiar with – you're more familiar with Jalen than I am, although I did a story on him, and I was struck by – this was in, Sean, August or July. I was struck by his maturity. Like he is – it's like you're dealing with a young man, a very – you know, a man with emphasis on man. He's like that when you meet him. Think how fast like it turned for him. I mean, when I introduced you to his mom and, and we talked to them at that camp. And that was in? In the summer, going um, into his senior year. Yeah, so it's summer of 2022. Right. He was just at Nebraska in a seven-on-seven -seven event. Yeah. He wasn't even on the radar, on the radar. to be a Husker. Nope. And he was he had a Joe Gans Northern Iowa offer, and he had a lot of track offers. He, he was looking to take part in triple jump and long jump and maybe be a part of a four-by-one relay team at the D1 level, which that's what he's going to do at Nebraska, too. Mm -hmm. Um, but when Matt Rule came to Nebraska and Evan Cooper, 
one of the first people they offered and called was Jalen Lloyd. They were studying this guy mm. from afar. I mean, Matt Rule, I think, knew he was going to take this job, but he wanted to make sure he got everything he wanted before he accepted it. Right. And they were evaluating Jalen Lloyd for several weeks. Is that right? And then they offered him right away and and, and landed him. On, and he makes per, I mean, his mother was an all American track athlete here, phenomenal. And, you know, he, he looked good on that touch. Yeah, he did. He looked pretty good. I mean, you got to, there's just so much that goes into the conversation. You can't just say, well, he's got speed. Yeah, okay, he does have speed. But does he understand what he's doing? And is he ready for the moment? I mean, we're talking about this stadium that's going to be jam packed. We're talking about this game that means so much to so many people. There's so many layers to this. You, if you go down and watch warmups, you'll be struck by the intensity before this game. Now, think about that being 18 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. I've I've stood in those warmups. Like I remember Oklahoma, for instance, 2021. That game, being down there on that field, and it's a tightly enclosed field like it is in Boulder, and it feels and it's really intense. Is a kid ready for that? There's the two thing. that jump out to me in pregame where I saw Nebraska play, like USC in 07 when they came here, number one in the country with Pete oh, Carroll. Boy. And it was a night game. Intense. ABC, Musburger, Herb Street. And, I mean, those USC guys were just screaming and yelling and laughing. They're like, this is going to be awesome. I mean, like, just – and then – some of those Urban Meyer Ohio State teams, when they've come in here and you watch those D linemen and guys mm -hmm. go through, and Urban Meyer's assistant coaches are always just like gristled older guys. It just it's real. What it's real, and the you're whole just like, thing Whoa. Is very real. And like, when Ohio State would come out for warmups, you could see like when they beat him like fifty-five to seven that year. When Mike Riley's kind of when they fired, they, they hired Bill Moose like the next day. Mm -hmm. um, that I was like, whoa. I mean, see. And, this game won't be like that, by the way. They don't have Colorado doesn't have these kinds of players. No, but it'll be that kind of intensity, and and some guys are more ready for that than others. Some freshmen are more ready for that than others, and that's what you got to determine as a coach: is he is this guy ready? Lloyd looked ready. He looked fine, but not all freshmen are like that. I mean, and, you, and all I'm trying to say, Sean, is I understand why from being down there. It's that that environment is. Not for the timid. And, and Jaden Doss, like you wonder, is he oh, out for several weeks? I don't know. That's a really that's a frustrating injury. He'd be playing. Yeah, it's frustrating because that's an example of a player I've been told that is ready, a, a freshman that that the moment won't be too big. He was going to be very helpful. I yeah, we haven't even heard anything about it. And I mean Xavier Betts, like you hate to go back on this, but like as he's watching this play out, like how could you not feel bad about it? <sighs> He's not in it. I guess he doesn't want to do it. But like, it's yeah. like, man, these are your guys. They need you. They needed you right now. I know. On the other hand, if your heart's not in it, then are you really helping them? You know, I mean, I, th there might be more maturity there than you think. It might be, yeah, I want to help them, but I'm not into it. I'm just not into it. And am I, and am I going to help them if I'm not into it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that receiver position moving forward after this season, it'll be interesting if they have to go to the portal for more veterans or if they're just going to keep developing the youth they have and the recruits. I don't breathe. think it's either or. I think you do both. You, I mean, yeah. It, you do both. Rule has said, though, they don't want as many portal guys as they have been taken, but you don't want to be Dabo Sweeney either. I mean, Dabo Sweeney's come out with this, like, he was like, I hate NIL, I hate the portal, I'm not going to do any of it. And then they get beat by Duke 28-7. to Bad look. Bad look. Did you no. hear his joke? He made fun of. He said, "Our off." He goes, "Anytime your offense is getting compared to Brian Ferentz, that's a problem." He said that at the podium. I was shocked by that. That was pretty bad, actually. Yeah, that wasn't a good look. Dabo's not. Dabo's in kind of a tailspin right now. It seems like Brian, that's my interpretation. Brian Ferentz. I can't imagine he was very thrilled by that. Well, of course not. It's blatant disrespect. No, it was something that was. I don't. Why would he say that? You know. And Come on. this thing with Ference, I still can't get over how he's got to score a certain amount of like. If they keep winning, why does it matter how many points they score? I don't know. I mean, but we'll see if they keep winning. Anyway, yeah, this. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into this discussion about these young freshman receivers. Now, is there someone else you'd see besides Jalen Lloyd and Malachi Cole? Maybe Ty Han. No, I'm talking oh, about freshmen. freshmen. I don't think so. I don't either. 
Maybe Ty Hahn. Um, you know, he he didn't play though last week. Fleeks makes a lot of sense to me because he's twenty something. He's like twenty three <laughs> years old, right? Yeah, but it's that whole he was suspended from camp thing for being overweight, which you question commitment when a guy reports and and what as a receiver. <laughs> I mean, not, not what like rules a... <laughs> easy. What rules said was he was signet that Fleeks was significantly overweight, which automatically you think, well, what was he doing, and why was he? Is he just? Is it, is there a lack of commitment there? Let's go buy some probiotics or something. And I, don't, I mean, like, I don't understand like how how a skill position guy that's that active comes overweight significantly. <laughs> Just, just Odd. buy some yeah. fiber one and drink some water, you know? I don't know. Like there's, there's a way out of that. I mean, I would think so. <laughs> all right. Before yeah. we get to headline number five, final headline of the show brought to you by Bauer Underground. Bauer Underground is helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future and is looking for members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid uh, health insurance, dental, disability, vision, and life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility construction? No problem. Bauer will train the right people in the field, giving you hands-on experience You'll need to build along with the rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view the testimonials from current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, the company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is a family-owned company with crews and work sites across Nebraska. Wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com to come start your career today and i can attest Stu bauer the owner of bauer underground phenomenal person um see him at every game huge husker fan in fact he sits right by us Does he? they have a skybox in memorial stadium on level six there okay the big one but right by the old don bryan office okay that's his office or here's his skybox sky and, and he brings the the workers a lot of the laborers that work for bauer underground they they go up there and, and and enjoy the games every game so he's a great great guy to work for um and thanks again to Bauer Underground as we move into headline number five, Steve Sipple. Mm -hmm. And you could spark the program in the stadium where the sl slid or slide began. In slide. In 2001. You write confusing headlines sometimes, Steve Sipple. <laughs> you get all newspapery on your headlines. <laughs> I, I keep it south though simple and you get all Pulitzer Prize <laughs> newspaper guy. Sean, oh, you remember 01. I was there. Vividly. Uh, we all do the slide, the slide. I mean, it's pretty common knowledge by now. That's you can really trace Nebraska slide to that 62 36 game. Um, and it wouldn't it be fun if we could come out of this game and, and, and eventually say, this is where the, this is where the rejuvenation occurred of Nebraska's program. This game in Boulder started Nebraska toward this very discernible this this discernible progress that would be really nice to see well the the stat among all stats came out of that 2001 game <laughs> and it still carries today that? since that game nebraska football has only been ranked for a grand total of one week in the ap top five that's incredible i mean that is the stat among stats that is a it you know summarizes the downfall and it began in that stadium on that Black Friday day. But I often wonder this like if Nebraska wouldn't have gone to the Rose Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it was somebody else, Colorado could have gone or another team could have got that spot on the Rose Bowl to play that great Miami team that Nebraska really had no business playing. No, they didn't. Um, they would have played Illinois in the Sugar Bowl. Is that right? Yes. And it wasn't a great Illinois team. Mm -hmm. Like they probably would have won the game. Like how different would things be? If well, you wonder. And you can't help but wonder. That's a good point, Sean. I don't know. And now some people are going to look at this and say, come on. The, the, it, Osborne was gone no matter what. He wasn't coming back. Um, so would it, have got, would it have made a big difference? I don't know. I just know that 62-36 was a big jolt. Because there had never was, been a game like that before right, in, was, in, the, in the Devaney-Osborne era. Right. It was this novel experience – 
that we didn't even really know how to react to. That's what I remember most about is trying to sit there trying to write about it in, in 01. I remember the game distinctly in part because I had a massive headache because I I think I was literally trying to overthink how am I how, how do you do this? I've never seen well this. they almost came back too. They like, did people which, forget like they they had like a mistake by the goal. I mean they, they got it within I think I got it within 14 or 10. And then they were about to score again right. though and then they screwed they, they were in striking distance to make it interesting. Absolutely they were so and that was kind of part of the kind of the intensity they did have a shot, but anyway, it would be a fabulous story if, and, and this is the type of game that could, could, could provide a spark. I'm not saying one game against a 22nd ranked team is going to turn. I'm not, please don't think I'm saying it's going to turn things around, but it, you're always looking for sparks and this would be quite a spark in this setting, right? Think how freaky this series has been though. 20, 19 yeah. Nebraska blew the 17 point lead. They start the half with a delay of game penalty. Yeah, which is a little more common than you think, but that 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 was bad. I mean, and then all those fans were there getting ready to celebrate the program and then it Nebraska turned. fans, yeah. That that turned the Scott Frost era that day. Oh, I thought it That's did, the too. last week Nebraska's been ranked. Yeah, 25th. They were 25th that day. Then in 2018, they had a play and Adrian Martinez's leg got twisted. Yeah. And they had to bring in Andrew Bunch. Yeah. And JD Spielman dropped a pass that if he catches it, they get a first down, they run the clock out. And then Colorado was able to score to win the game. She made Christmas. So like then, then you go back even further. I mean, all those games were very close. Yeah. Like even after 01, I mean, the 05 game was kind of the anomaly of the series, the, the restore the order game. As you, that's Zach Taylor right there in the restore the order game. See, and then the other part of this is this is a this is a very much a rivalry game. I'm always taken aback a little bit, or taken at least by when you talk to people from Colorado, how casually they say they hate Nebraska. Because I don't I don't feel like it's it's reciprocated. I don't do Nebraska fans hate Colorado. It doesn't seem like it to me. Yeah, I don't get it. Like uh, Colorado fans hate. I was trying to think of an incident that happened when I was out there all those years, and this is a funny story. We we were this was pre GPS days, pre cell phone days. So if you got lost, you had to ask for directions, right? Yeah. You pull off to a gas station or yeah. ask the guy for some. Hey, how do you get here? A guy gave us wrong directions. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he gave us wrong directions. <laughs> really? Like, I mean, we were going completely the other way of that's where we dirty. needed to go. That's and I'm like, wow, cool. that's the rivalry right there. Yeah, that's a good example of it. And then you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people would have stories. I've been to more threatening atmospheres than Colorado. Missouri, I thought, was was more threatening. Um, Wisconsin in 2000. No, that was pretty threatening. I mean, people, I've never seen so many large human beings that drunk. Thank you. It was like you're in Tijuana, except it was all big people. Just, I mean, <laughs> it was, there was, there's was a massive drunk. Program. Remember our old colleague, Thor Tripp? He was yeah. a big guy. And yeah. I go, it was like a bunch of Thor Tripps walking. Or bigger. Around. Yeah. Well, I was walking to the car and I was struck by the same thing. How like, drunk people were and how big. They you were. would not want to get into a bar fight in Madison. Oh, not especially me. I'm five, eight. I mean, uh, just me crawling under people. Barry Alvarez saw that. He goes, look at all these people in the state. I'm going to start recruiting linemen out of here. Well, he, well, he's he's famous for having said that. That's exactly right. But anyway, the the rivalry aspect of this adds to the intensity. Uh, it, it's, it's Colorado, Nebraska. So there is so much about this game that that has created all this energy, and that energy will be will be very evident starting. I don't know at eight o'clock on Saturday morning. I mean, earlier, probably earlier, and then. It'll reach a crescendo at kickoff, and, and you'll you'll understand why there's going to be 10 million people watching. It is going to be a fascinating afternoon. Yeah, and Fox hit the lottery. I mean, oh, they, they did. They went Dion Dion for their first two picks, and then got a W, got a W out of the gate, and then now you get Nebraska. And then to top things off, Spectrum Cable is in this dispute with ESPN. So 15 million of the 70 million ESPN subscribers don't even get ESPN. That helps. So five of the six highest rated games. Now, ABC had the number one game last week, LSU, Florida State. Mm -hmm. But the, the next five were all non-ABC ESPN. They were all Fox, NBC, CBS. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a television battle between these networks. And that's why, like, if 
you know, Florida State, when you start to talk about the future of conference realignment, that's why Florida State and Clemson and these teams hold value. Because if Fox were to secure them into the, say, the Big Ten, mm -hmm. like that's a death blow to ESPN. Ooh, interesting. Think about the viewership that they lose by not having those teams in their package. Oh, yeah. Because you can pair Clemson and Florida State against Wake Forest and these teams, and they draw a number. Yeah. Now you're going to put them in another. I mean, so yeah, th this is a. It's going to be fun. I'm so looking forward to this. We're going to catch up with Parker Gabriel out there, old friend. Yeah, yeah we're going to have a steak with Parker. With the Parker. Boulder Cork, by the way, as we're going. I'm sorry? The Boulder Cork. That's what it's called. Where are we staying? We're staying in Broomfield. Um, Broomfield. We end up – I've only – in my history of this trip, I've only stayed in actual Boulder one time, and I just got lucky. We stayed at a – there's a Marriott you can, like, walk to from the state. I was able to get a room there once. Uh, but we've always stayed at either the Renaissance or the Courtyard in Broomfield. That's not where Colorado's staying. They're at the Renaissance, oh, the and Renaissance. we're at the Courtyard. Okay. Um, but we're we're ten minutes from the stadium. Okay, and I, I would I would leave you with this thought. Next week, I don't know when the TV ratings come out, but we need to be Get aware on of that. Yeah, because that'll be a story. That's not just a nugget on the message board. That I think that's going to be a significant story. That number. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a massive number. And will it outdo Texas Alabama? That's the that's the story. Will I will it? Will I think the it's got a good Dion element outdo the two of the biggest blue blood brands ever in the game of college football? It's not just Dion though. It's Nebraska's still a draw. They're still a national draw. And that it's funny how that irritates some people on the outside that, that we won't just go away. They want Nebraska to go away. Just get out of here. No, we're, we're not. Not every show, not every. But there's does. just people jealousy. Yeah. Like you sense the jealousy. Like God, look at that volleyball game. But That's there, nuts. Don't you think, Sean, that there's some also a large segment of people that want Nebraska back? True. True. Like it's no, nice I agree. to see Florida State look like a national. I would like to state. see Miami back. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that way about Nebraska. I think a lot of people, Sean, are like, come on, Nebraska. Come on, get, get it together. figured out. Yeah, get that, get your crap together. Like Florida State did. Florida State, Sean, I mean, what Norvell did, well, I'll tell you what he did. He went in there and revamped the offensive line. I'm not going to make this a Florida State discussion, but my brother's a season ticket holder. I know about this stuff. I watched that game and I was shocked by how good their offensive line is compared to where it was three years ago. And they didn't get good till the third year. He didn't go to a bowl his first two well, years. Well, he was struggling. He was, he was on the struggle bus. They are not struggling now. That is a national title. Like, I would say, damn near favorite. Hey, I, I mean, put him in my playoff picks. That's a great pick. I had my four picks. They were one of them. You know who I put? Clemson. <laughs> what an idiot. They're, they're like, like, you can say they're for sure out of it now. They're not going to beat Florida State. I mean, <laughs> idiotic. It'd be funny if they played Iowa in a bowl game after yeah, that comedy. Tabo's thinking, why? Why would you say that? I think he's in a minor tailspin. Clemson. All right. Now well, watch, they'll lose one game. We are going to be live, Steve, um, post game show after the game, and we're shooting for. Let's stay on Central Time for our viewers, but we're, we're thinking five thirty Central. Oh yeah, that's good. We got to get enough. I mean, it depends. If we can get on by five, we will. But probably five thirty is our goal, and and we'll update the the time on YouTube so you'll know the countdown when we're going to go on. Uh, but if you're not a follower, subscriber, download, like, follow us here. We've also got a great deal on HuskerOnline.com, uh, fifty percent off an annual membership for this week for the Colorado Nebraska game. So sign up on there as well and get us on the podcast side. If you don't have time to watch it on YouTube, you can find us anywhere. You can find podcasts for Husker Online. Uh, Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan. We'll see you in Boulder.